Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, the beer of Supercoach. Make sure you get out there, grab yourself a case of beer this week, check your stockers list, head down. Kempi is pretty much giving beers away this week. The deals are unbelievable, but more importantly, brought to you by our major sponsor, Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you, and we've got a special guest today, which I'll bring in in a moment. But before we get there, Paddle Pop Line, Timmy, welcome back, mate. What's doing? Oh, mate, just got to be back at it another week. What are we, round six now? So things starting to settle down a bit. Team's starting to settle. Bit of squad value, so life's good. The sides are looking good at the moment, just quietly. I'm pretty happy the direction we're going in. Sides looking great, better than the rank. Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, now we have got a special guest today, the great Andrew Mortimer, son of the great Turvey Mortimer from Blue Wealth Property. What's doing, mate? Hey, mate. Uh, just still pumped from the win on the weekend for the doggies. Speaking of the win, we were in the chairman's lounge with you. I, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a more popular bloke. Shaking hands, <laughs> kissing babies, it was all happening. <laughs> Mate, I think I, uh, so I previously worked at the Dogs, sold sponsorship to, or uh, corporate hospitality to half the room. So it's, I like to just uh, sneak out to the seating bowl by myself and, and watch the game. I, don't get to, I didn't get to do it too much while I was Well, there. you climbed up the grandstand from the front way. You climbed Mate. your way up and <laughs> then yeah, everyone don't. knew you. I know my way around Acor Stadium. Don't uh, don't give the secrets away. Very popular up there, and uh, mate, Canterbury in general, very impressive. Off the field, what we saw the other night was fantastic. On the field, even better. That game was incredible. Yeah, mate, it was. It was. It, it's very cliche, but it was a bulldog. It was a typical bulldog win, yep. or an old style bulldog mm. win. You know, just grinding it out, finding a way. Um, so exciting at the end, obviously. Um, but those sort of wins can, can, in some way, set up your season or give you the confidence that. You know, you can get the job done in, in tough moments. So uh, We're going to have a tough one this week. But, uh, yeah, it was great to see. And long-suffering fans are just hanging in there for something like that. And, mm. and it's happened, which is great. The injuries. Carnage. Absolute carnage. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's very... Nothing you can do about it. I think, obviously, the HIA um, protocols have impacted us as well. And I think, yeah, that's, that's an ongoing story mm. uh, for the NRL. But... Um, 
yeah, it's get the opportunities for new, some new blokes to get a go. So yeah. that's that's all that's what we've got to look at. Now, obviously, mate, you are the son of the great Turby. Three-time premiership winner with Canterbury? Uh, four, four. Yeah, 80, 84, 85 and 88. 88 was his last game, played about 10 minutes. Uh, at yeah, the, yeah. He, he didn't start in the 88, did he? No, no. No, he was coming back from, I think, a busted forearm, busted yeah. wrist, something like that. Yeah. yeah, still a win. We'll take it. Yeah, and speaking it. of um, just out-and-out winners, my co-host here, he had a uh, Oztag grand final last night. How'd you go? Well, mate, there's a, a bit of context to it. Firstly, double game night. It was mm-hmm. a like it was a big, big night. We won the semi, gutsy win about seven four. Got to the GF eighty minutes in one night. Love handles bloody coming out all <laughs> over the shop. I was not ready for it. Uh, mate, we got dusted seven four. Uh, I think it was modern same score and so. Bit disappointed, but uh, it was it was a good performance from there. Is the spy the in that side? The spy is in that side. How does he go? The spy goes good. The spy throws one of the one of the best passes you'll ever see. Good kicking game. Gets around the park. Does doesn't like the tough stuff too much. The spy, <laughs> but mate, he's a really good organising sort of halfback or in tag terms, what you call a link man or something, something weird like that. Mate, I'm sorry to expose you, but Mortz, I texted him last night and said, "How'd you go at Oztag?" And this was the message I received. <laughs> I don't even know what this says. <laughs> Looks like an essay. Mate, we won the semi. By, by we, I mean I won the semi. <laughs> 40 plus tags, no missed. I pride myself on my D, so no shock there. Three try assists, four line break assists, two force dropouts. Honestly, I was everywhere. Had to play the grand final straight after my man of the match performance in the semi. We had subs, but I refused to make eye contact with them. I had to make a <laughs> statement and set the standard. By the way, I now know why they call him the super coach spy. Fuck, he went missing last night. <laughs> Spied plenty of tags, but didn't get any. I'll tell you that much for free. Honestly, mate, there wasn't anything more I could do. The other blokes just aren't cut from the same cloth as I am, you know. 80 minutes of tag, no subs, no missed tags, and I threatened all night with ball in hand. I had spiders on me. Just needed others to go with me. You can't win them all, and I understand that, but me personally, I deserve the win more than anyone. I think you, you Fuck, you're full of yourself, aren't you? Firstly, I'm not fooling myself, and secondly, you left out the part about playing with a broken finger. <laughs> <laughs> he did his best Jacob Preston impersonation last yeah. night. Sounds like I should have captained you. Strap the finger up. Go Go good. The, 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 word, uh, the word Herculean gets thrown around a bit too much these days, but look, I actually got Tommy Sankster down to the Oval to, to tally up my Supercoach points, and let's just say that was a new record. He didn't do a uh, Paul uh, Alamotti job on him, did you? No, 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 he didn't, he didn't skin me like uh, they did probably Paul Alamotti on the weekend. What's well, doing there? Oh, Something, boys, something. Help rushed, us out. wasn't it? We're at the game, like, beauty, Alamotti, try assist, another line break down here, get back, 40 points, updates, we'll get it. Nah. Anyway, not bad. So now if his name was Paul Travoyevich, different story. <laughs> We're looking at a 70-point game there. Yeah. Now, mate, we've got you on from Blue Wealth Property, obviously our major sponsor. We, we've had Tony on here a few times, and... Yeah. Uh, I'm here to tell people Tony might be the Nico Hines, but I think we've got the Braden Trindle here today. He comes in and he does a job. He always impresses. What's going on at Blue Wealth at the moment, mate? Mate, plenty. Uh, we had uh, a property release uh, last week, I think it was. Mm. Now Time's getting away. Really good activity off the back of it. Um, uh, interest rates were on hold yesterday, which might sound boring to a lot of people, but it's, you know, it's big news in our, our world. So lots happening, lots of events. I'd, I'm up in Queensland a bit with Blue Wealth. Uh, we've got... Uh, and a lot of those events will either just be sort of general information, as, as you guys know, um, around investing. 
Uh, but we've got one coming up uh, in a few weeks' time uh, on the 27th of April um, that's on rent vesting. So basically the concept of rent where you want to live and buy where you can afford. So, mm. you know, which is, to give you an idea, like in Sydney, the average deposit to buy a Sydney house or units between six to eight years now to save up for that deposit, 15, 20% deposit. So, um, you know, our parents' generation, the generation before was get out there, buy a house, pay it off, and then, you know, worry about everything else later. Well, got to do something different. So that's what it's all about, mate. Just firstly, so Trindle banking a lot more cash than Nico Hines is at the moment. So I think we've got the right bloke at the desk. <laughs> Secondly, that ties into the idea that, like, uh, I love the gong. Big fan of the area, the Illawarra, yep. want to move down there. Probably can't afford to buy down there. Might be, be looking to purchase a little townhouse in uh, Bunyan, about 10 minutes out of Cooma. About 400 people in the town. Actually, that's been very generous. So might be renting there. So provided it's a good growth area, that's the idea. So can't afford him in the gong, buy elsewhere. Mate, pretty much. Re- re- renting the gong by elsewhere. Yeah, rent, so gong, lovely place, you know, beachside, mm. rent where you want to live, rent rent to suit your lifestyle, basically, enjoy your lifestyle, and uh, and buy where you can afford so you're getting property. You know, at the end of the day, it's someone might be able to buy, for argument's sake, a half a million dollar property somewhere in a, in a research-approved market that we look at, uh, but that might not get the much in Sydney or in the gong. So, you know, it's about where can I get onto the property ladder but still enjoy the lifestyle I want. And, and renting, renting's changed. Like, you know, renting was traditionally fresh out of, you know, um, school, going to uni, doing a trade, whatever, you know, you just, you rented because you had to. Now it's actually a lifestyle choice. I'm a rent vester as well, so, you know. It's yeah, and, and, and that's the, the thing, mate, like, the, obviously time we spent with Blue Wealth, a lot of the core of and the foundation of what you build <coughs> around uh, is your model for where to buy, where is the best place to invest in. Yeah. I've, went in, I've seen the model, made a few tweaks to it for you, um, helped you out a little bit there. <laughs> and, but the, mate, the best it's thing coming about, now after that, yeah, mate, mate, It yeah. has not missed it's, a beat since. That's right. But uh, that's the thing. It'll be like, I don't know, last week you were saying, we, we have it in there having a chat to you and you said, you know, like Perth is a spot to buy or like Sunny Coast is a spot to buy. Uh, but that's, again, where it comes in. Buy there, rent where you want to. Yeah, mate, exactly right. So the model... You know, without boring everyone to tears, basically mitigates risk, takes as much risk out of it. What's happening in an area? Mm. You know, what what infrastructure is going into an area? We're talking about Snowy Hydro before. Mm. Um, you know, what uh, what sort of what's the demographics there? What are, who's living there? Who wants to live there? So, giving yourself every opportunity to buy property, and you're going to get a good tenant, basically. Yeah. Mate, you mentioned that you spent a bit of time in Queensland. We actually went to Queensland a few weeks ago for our live shows, and I noticed at the airport there's a sign that says "No Fitlers, Johns, or Mortimers." How'd you sneak in there? <laughs> uh, he's Mum's maiden name, mate. I think that's <laughs> smart footy. <laughs> Very good, mate. Uh, how's the Supercoach team going as well? You're a keen Supercoach uh, player, mate. Average. Um, Tony jokes that I've got absolutely no idea about Supercoach. He's probably right. I probably treat it like I like that bloke. I'm going to get him yeah. in. I like the way he plays footy. Way too nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm where we analyze Blue Wealth analyzes. I don't. I just go with gut. Um, so okay, um, but could do a hell of a lot better. It's a pretty heated comp in there at Blue Wealth, just quietly. It's it takes up half the bloody day. Like <laughs> seriously, if Tony's the in the office, you got to uh, have a meeting about sales meeting or you know what what we got coming up. The first ten minutes is super coach. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. which I'll, I'll, obviously I like, but there's not everyone's a footy fan in the office, you know. So it's uh, trying to keep to an agenda, which is Tony's all about time management. It's uh, it's a challenge. I noticed the other day too on social media, Blue Wealth uh, hiring at the moment. 
Uh, yeah, we are. We've got... Uh, who are we hiring? We're hiring... I think we're looking for an IT specialist. A new CTW. Hopefully not a... <laughs> I hope, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, hopefully not a, another BDM. Um, we just hired one and hopefully my job's safe. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I will say this, like every time we've been in the office, it seems like the best environment yeah, of all good. time. Not there's that I've had many real jobs in my life. There, but There's a ping pong table and that's enough for me. That'll do us. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it's a good, good place to work. Tony's built a good culture. Uh, good product, obviously, but um, yeah, you want to enjoy where you where you're working, you know, what you're doing. So yeah. no. beautiful. So Thursday, 27th of April, yep, 6:30 p.m. kickoff in there at Sydney Olympic Park. Yeah, in at Sydney Olympic Park. Come in if you can. Um, you can tune in via webinar, and um, I'm sure you'll you'll do the throwaway. But make sure you you reference beers and break evens when you when you register. Um, but yeah, come into the office if you can. It's you know you've got a chance to ask questions, have one-on-one conversation. Uh, definitely worth doing. And we'll have the link in the description. If you would like to join that one, sign up via our link. Make sure you mention Beers and Break Evans. And at the end of the show, we'll have a quick video that's just sort of explaining the concept yep. of that Fantastic. night. So very exciting. Thanks for joining us once again, mate. Always good to have you on. I think uh, I think your head might pop in in a few weeks' time too. Oh, if you'll have me back, I'm We're already happy, missing to, you. happy to come. You haven't back. left and I'm missing <laughs> you, mate. Already missing Hopefully you. Hopefully the dogs are still on, a, on that winning streak. We'll Fingers see. crossed, mate. How good. <laughs> Cheers for coming in, legend. Thanks, guys. Cheers. All right. Uh, back to the two of us. The great Mortz has left. Bit of our on-screen magic there. Just quietly sprinkling my <laughs> dust everywhere, Timmy. Uh, mate, how'd you go this week, Supercoach Wise? Pretty well, mate, For a, as a non-Nico owner. Uh, 12.85. So, like, the the par amongst probably the, the more top-ranked teams is around, I think, the 1,300. So, uh, not enormous, but the, obviously going against Nico, it was always going to be a scary watch this week. Uh, we watched the game out at a course stadium, watched the first half together, and when Nico was on about 85 at half-time, mate, you can tell the story, but it, was, it wasn't a good, good viewing. It was a good viewing for you, I suppose. Uh, and then to finish the game on, what, like 90 points something prior to those final updates, got out of it okay. So, mate, I've said it week in, week out, but really happy with how the squad's set up. A solid week last week, and I'm hoping now in a week where everyone's got 900k of Nico on the bench, I, I can hopefully start making a few moves. Did you say you didn't get to 1300 last week? Oh, here we go. Here we go. No, no, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm, I'm, I'm being genuine. I, I thought everyone... I, I thought... Anyway, um, <laughs> can't win them all. Uh, I got 1361. Uh, should have been 1400 if Paul Alamonte was noticed on the field. That's uh, 1300. It's like he wasn't playing to oh, the, the scorers. Okay. Anyway, they get most of them right, but that was a shocker. Uh, I'm currently <laughs> ranked 33,000. You're sitting at about 20,000? 20,000. 20, and uh, 99 points between us. Yeah. Just a Don Bradman average separating us. Love it. How good. Tight. Love that. Um, and the uh, trophy stays where she belongs this week. You can keep the style. Mm. How good. Aside from the pride, I, I like the style. I like the style. In I hope you like the style. Yeah. I really do hope yeah. you like the style. Yeah. It's looking very comfortable over there. It is. I think it's going to stay there. Big dog's looking great with me, just quietly. Oh, talk to you when you take oh, over. Good. Me, How good is it going to be for the person that wins beers and break-evens this year to be sitting at home inviting people over and they walk in and in front of the TV they go, what's that? Go, yeah, what's I that? The pride and joy. Please. How good, the style. Looks it's like unreal. someone's got the FIFA World Cup trophy on their man. Please what's that for? It's like, one in a million. <laughs> Never going to be repeated. So we'll have to get a new one next year. Sensational stuff. Love it. Uh, now, speaking of the beers and break-evens group, we are absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, in the top 
10, we've got four people. In the top 20, uh, we've, we've got about seven or so. So, as and I also think that the real players probably haven't emerged just yet. So, I'm expecting that to grow over the next few weeks. The guy that is leading the Beers and Break-Evens comp, he is coming third overall. His name is X with... His team name is X with no name underneath. So, bit of a mysterious little character mm. there, just quietly. It's not your burner account, is it? Oh, too quick for me, no, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's coming third. That wouldn't be you. Um, now, let's have a look at the yeah, total. <laughs> let's have a look at the scores from the weekend. Uh, Wiley. The Wiley Coyote, 1973. I can see he's got a green dot next to his name. He's online right now. He is a keen little Vegemite. Mm. Getting stuck into his super coach. How good. 1,500 on the dot. What a score. That's enormous. Huge. Yeah. Imagine if uh, Al Alamotti got his points. I assume he's got him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so congratulations to Wiley. Reach out, mate. I uh, spoke to the person that won it last week. We're going to be sending the balls and everything out uh, every about two to three weeks. So all the ones for the first four weeks were sent out last week. So if you were one of those winners, uh, post them on your Instagram. Tag myself and Timmy so we can share them. Uh, and, mate, we also had the competition last week, the sledge off. And the, uh, the poem from Nico Hines as a winner. So that was C, uh, the answer C. I don't have it in front of me. I also don't have the name of the person, but congratulations to you. Clear-cut winner. Clear-cut winner. Reach out. Uh, you have to send me a screen. Send an email to Beers and Break Evens along with Wiley. Uh, you'll get your Guru Football and your Beers and Break Evens Football. And, uh, yeah, Wiley, you'll get a Beers and Break Evens Football this week and your Beers and Break Evens hat. So make sure you send your emails beers and break evens at gmail.com now it didn't come without controversy to me the person that won that wrote the poem a lot of conversations in the chat i got a lot of messages say that it was the poem was written by ai oh, which obviously we we went behind closed doors we discussed it uh and we came out with the result that neither of us have the slightest fucking clue what that means <laughs> and we care even less so deal with it wear that don't care. You can get a robot to write your good shit up for you. Please pass on the information. Credit to you. I'll start getting to pick my supercoach side. 100%. Yeah. So, tough shit. Swallow that. Uh, winner <laughs> will be sending it out this week. Reach out to me, beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. I need a screenshot of your account to make sure it is you. Imagine if it is a robot that reaches out. Can we get into the studio? The Terminator. Arnie <laughs> coming in. How good. Uh, yeah, so guys, beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Reach out. Please, if you are Wiley or said winner of the competition. Um, all right. Mate, should we get into uh, Teamless Tuesday? Anything else to touch on? No, nah, you've just got me thinking about this robot and if, a, if it's a robot supercoach player. Imagine. Going rogue. Love My it. name is Robot Jennings. Might play f- fullback for the Raiders this weekend. Oh, we could use it. <laughs> could you ever? Jesus. All right. <laughs> Thursday, we've got the Melbourne Storm taking on the Sydney Roosters from Amy Park for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Tarek Sims on the bench. Jack Howarth named on the extended bench. Uh, we might see him eventually. And I'll tell you what, if we do see him at some point, a dual CTW2RF is right up my alley right now. It would be sensational if he could manage to get into it, wouldn't it? It would very much. Uh, so I've got I've got Tarusi's player ownership, true player ownership numbers here. 6% of the top 100 own Jack Howarth. Interesting. Uh, all the way through to sort of 5% of the top 1,000, 10,000, 7% overall. It's like a lot for a bloke who seemingly is nowhere near it. But, 
and he's in the squad. So, yeah, if he can get a crack, he'd be very popular. So, what, I'll be keeping a very close eye on Craig Bellamy's supercoach side if he trades him in. Yeah. Ron. Uh, for the Roosters, Joey Manu comes in to replace James Tedesco. Uh, something just to keep an eye on, especially for more so you draft players. Um, Satili Tupanua, he's playing for the Bears this week, so he makes his return. What does that mean for Egan Butcher over the next few weeks? I'm not mm. sure. I don't think either of us have been overly convinced on Egan Butcher. I was very high on him in the preseason, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Satili comes in and takes that spot. Angus Crichton, also back at yeah. training now. Um, so a couple of factors going on there. If as long as Tupinu comes back right this weekend, he'll be back in the top grade. I think potentially as soon as next week. They might give him a couple of weeks in reserve grade, but uh, they're crying out for another edge back row to get Egan back in the middle where he plays his best footy. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, let's move to the Friday night games. We've got the Canterbury Bulldogs. It's Good Friday, of course. Bad I day love to be this fish. Game. Yeah, it's the best. The it Friday is the best. doggies, bunnies one. Far out. I love this game. You can go to the doggies. You can go to the bunnies, and then you can roll it into the Easter show. We're uh, we're out there at Homebush the other day. Easter show looking primed and ready to go. Yeah, he looks like good shit, mate. Favorite show bag as a kid. Go. Birdie Beetle. Oh, fuck. I was going to say the same. <laughs> we just finished each other's sandwiches. How good. Um, for the Canterbury Bulldogs, um, we, we were actually at this game the other night, and I, I, I can't confirm it or not, but someone came up to you in the bathroom and said, do you want to play back row next week? You were that close. Oh, I was, mate. And I'd be ready for the caller. You would be ready too. I'm match fit. I've got me 80, 80 minutes of Oztag under the belt for the week, so I'm ready to go. How good. Uh, for the Canterbury Bulldogs, a heap of forwards out here. Uh, you've obviously got Max King and Preston who have been named, uh, I believe. And you might have more from the great Darussi, but it sounds like they will both feature this weekend. Sounds like it, yeah. No, no word from ads uh, as of yet, but I mean, you could chop Jacob Preston's head off and he'd be playing this game. Yeah. Run around like a headless dog. Uh, I think you'll play. And Maxie King, there was a poke in the eye, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it from Preston. Yeah. He almost lost his finger yeah. in there, to be yeah. fair. And, and Max King, man, he'd probably play without a head as well. So yeah. with their depleted forward stocks, I, I expect them to lace up. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting to note Andrew Davey on the extended bench could be a guy to come in. But I also wonder if uh, <laughs> they've just named Andrew Davey there because they've got no one else to fucking name. That's how short Canterbury are at the moment. Want to keep an eye on that? What's the go though? Because like I know Andrew Davey coming into the the season throughout preseason, they had big raps on him. They like they signed him, so that says something. I know there's initially a few sort of concussion issues, but yeah, obviously reason that I haven't spoken to ads or anyone at the club around that. But why well, he hasn't played? Hasn't played. I assumed he was injured, but uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. If only one of us sat next to a Bulldogs board member last night. <laughs> but anyway, um, so All yeah. All my questions to Darusi are centred around Carl Oluwapu. <laughs> uh, some of the great forwards out at the moment, Pele, Kicker, RFM, Williams, Dirk, and they're all missing at the moment. So <laughs> very, very tough gig for Canterbury. For South Sydney, AJ, he will miss this week with a concussion. Tane Milne comes back into the side. Um, any changes other than that for South Sydney for you, mate, worth touching on? No, nothing substantial there other than, and we'll, we will get to front row forward cheapies later, but Davey Moali, it's just it's just not going to happen, I don't think. Yeah. Tavita Tatola's back in there. Harm Sele obviously played first game back from that concussion last week, so it's a four-forward bench. It's just not going to happen, is it? 
I've uh, I've just put some white out on my computer where my bench front row forwards is, so I mm. never have to look yeah. at them because fuck, it is depressing. It's about to get more depressing, mate. It is a tough gig, yeah. And we have got a big deep dive on front row forwards and cheapies. It is going to get heaps more depressing very soon, yeah. so stay tuned for that. Uh, Eight pm. Friday night from Towns, we've got the Cows and the Dolphins for the Cowboys. Scotty Drinkwater in. Reuben Cotter back in. How good. And our man, Griffin Neem on the edge. We'll talk about him very soon. Uh, but very exciting. Scored incredibly well last week. Highland Lukey out of this side. Interesting to see Tom Chester stays on the bench. Um, so they've got Chester and Granville. So good signs for of a name and a few other forwards there, which we'll talk about very Surely soon. Surely that doesn't stay that way. I, you, I wouldn't like think Granville so. Granville can play fullback. Yep. And Val can play fullback. Yep. Yeah. Mate, I'd love to and see... And Hiku did move to fullback a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That's so. weird. Surely that changes. Mate, your boy, Taniela Sadruga. Hello. I'd love to see him get a run. I would love to see him get a run. I think, mate, I was looking through Queensland Cup stats from the other day and... Hasn't had a lot of minutes, only might have played a couple of games. I don't know if there's an injury there or something that sort of limited him. Not sure, to be honest with you, but a very talented yeah. guy. And I believe he's fullback, he's CTW slash front row forward. Did I just one up you on a reserve grade oh, stat? Please. Please. Um, but yeah, really likes Sadrugu, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he is front row forward slash CTW. So if he oh. was to come in, that would be my wet fucking dream right now. Oh, fr- front yeah. row forward CTW. Ugh. Would be unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, for the Finns, uh, Milford out, Nicarima in at 5'8", uh, Jack Bostock out, Edric Lee in. If you went a week early on Jack Bostock, sympathy is so minimal. Yeah, it won't give you anything there, mate. No, nothing for you. Congratulations to Edric Lee making his debut for the Dolphins, another of Wayne Bennett's boys. Super Saturday, not quite a super this week. Only two games on. I've got a Bucks in the morning, so I am stoked. Shout out to the NRL for getting that spot on. <laughs> uh, Panthers taking on the Manly Seagulls, 5.30 coming to you from Penrith. For the Panthers, Sonny Luke back in. No Martin, no Garner, no James Fisher-Harris. Uh, Liam Martin, we said this a few weeks ago, he was going to be, if, if Hoskins did well, he was going to be, have an extended break to get himself ready for Origin <laughs> and everything. Luke Garner, not named this week. Interesting enough, not named in New South Wales Cup either. So I would say the mail last week of him having niggles mm. was spot on. Uh, but uh, sucks for Garner, but the more time he gives Hoskins to impress, the less likely I think he is to get back into this side. Yeah, and regarding Hosking as, as a buyer this week, he's obviously the most purchased player for pretty good reason. He'll play 80 again this week. And, you know, even if worst-case scenario with his break-even, the big needed break-even, Martin does come back in, Garner does come back in, and for whatever reason, he'll play 30 minutes off the bench next week or the week after, whatever. The money will be incoming, and even so, one of the two is probably not going to return next week anyway, so he should go 80 again. We know Scotty Sorensen, they prefer to play as a middle forward. So Hosking, look, you've got a potential keeper there. If he keeps an 80-minute roll outside Nathan Cleary, so you just got to lock and load, don't you? Yeah, I think so. And look, it wouldn't surprise me if Ivan Cleary <laughs> does give Luke Garner one more opportunity to show what he can do. But I, I don't know if he's got it in him. To be Garner honest. will get opportunities. And, and look, he's genuinely had niggly injuries to start the season. Looked like he came in a little bit underdone fitness-wise and that held him back a little bit, hence why Jamin Salmon was getting some of his minutes early on in the season. I still think Luke Garner has an important role to play in this side. Uh, he's not fully fit. He's not ready to go. However, as it stands, I think, uh, you know, for the next month or so, it'll be Zach Hosking and Liam Martin as your starters. 
Like, we might even see Luke Garner doing, and Jamin Tavern's been going all right to his credit, but maybe Luke Garner does the role where he comes on and plays 30 minutes for Hosking down the track. Yep, potentially. Uh, for the Manly Seagulls, Jason Saab comes in for Tui Pilotu, and we've also got Josh Schuster returning. Good to finally see Schuster. Tough matchup, though. Tough matchup. Uh, we get to sit v start shortly around Schuster, whether we play him or not. Doesn't seem like a big one, but I like Jason Saab for Tom Trebojevic just because, because of his speed. He just needs an inch. He's a bit like Fox, and he's away, and it's a try. And Tommy Trebojevic, he creates a space for him. So I think that's only good news for, for Tommy Turbo. 7.30 Saturday night from Suncorp Stadium. We've got the Broncos <laughs> taking on the Canberra Raiders. Uh, for the Broncos, not much doing. For the Raiders, Frawley out. Schneider in. Huge breaking news in the nation's capital. Um, Jared Croker. How good? He's in. He's in. So yes. so good to see. I didn't probably see this one coming at the start of the season. I thought he'd be stranded, to be honest with you. But fuck, I'm happy to see no, him. If if my poor old Raiders get the wooden spoon, they bloody better get Jared Croker to his 300th game. It'll yeah. be that'll be about an even out. That'll be a break even for the season. I think if we can get Toots to his 300th. That's a win. Yeah, 100%. One of the great guys of rugby league. Uh, the other one, mate, Corey Horsburgh, moved into the 13 jersey. Uh, a dual position guy. Raiders have a buy in a couple of weeks, which we'll talk about soon. But uh, I, th- I think he's about 530K or something along those lines. Mm. Horse. So, geez, if he, if he was 450 or something, he's a guy I'd consider. Yeah. He racks up stats, but, geez, do you want to play Ricky Stewart roulette? I'm His not too break sure. break-even's 110. So, you obviously had the 95 a few weeks back. We've got the double. Like... What's doing? He played 31 and 36 minutes the last two weeks. And that was after he scored two tries. After he scored two tries. And I thought, he's out Ricky Stewart's trust here. How good. And just took it to to Royce and the Sharkies in the back end of that game. Comes in and plays 36 minutes. Like, I think he's such a good football. And I'm with you, mate. I think he's a very good super coach player. I, in 2020, when I went well, I he was a big part of my side for a long time. As he was the early season mid-range cash cow, a bit of a Christian Welch this season, who you plugged in early, prioritised other high-scoring areas, and he just did a job through till about Origin 1 when sold him off for other players. But because he's got a good offload, a bit of attack in him is, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, CHN obviously goes back to the bench. I think uh, <laughs> the writing was on the wall for CHN after he let uh, the week got a dog stroll through him just quietly. Yeah, he, he's lucky. He's lucky to still be in Canberra, I think. Yeah, I was say he's lucky to be in first grade, reserve grade. Ron Massey after that one. Ricky wouldn't like that too much. Okay, um, now our next game on Sunday, we have got the Titans taking on the Dragons, 4.05pm from the Gold Coast. Titans, uh, Toby Sexton comes in to play six. Jaden Campbell at one, Foz and Brimmer obviously out. I personally think the big talking point here, though, is Jojo Fafita on the extended. Um, obviously, people that have held on to the great Khan Pereira. Very happy, huge negative break-even, which is great. I'm a little bit worried that he could lose his spot for Jojo Fafita. Yeah, certainly worried. <clears throat> and with Khan Pereira about to make a ton of cash, he's got the 117-inch rolling over for another couple of weeks, plus the Dragons match-up. Please play this game. Yeah. Look, the masses own him anyway, so we're in it together. Khan Pereira, 80% of the top 100 83% in the top 1,000, <coughs> 70% overall. But, you know, 80% in the top 100, it's 20% who don't own him, and that's a lot of cash incoming. So uh, just need him to get two more weeks out of him. Uh, look, I think he's done enough to be like, with Jojo coming back from injury, mate, 
win this spot. Win this spot this week. We'll give you a chance. Uh, but I'm with you. Like, it wouldn't surprise me to see Jojo come in. Yeah, the other thing as well, he's obviously hasn't been named today, but Ken Mamalo, who they have signed as well. Mm. I, I don't love the signing, but I don't know why you'd sign Ken Mamalo if you're not going to play him as well. So, Depth. I don't know. Maybe, sure, but... Surely they didn't get Kenny for nothing. Like, yeah, I, don't yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I just, I, I, I hope I'm wrong and probably will be. I hope I am. Um, I just, I reckon there's a world where you could see AKP become potentially third in line over the next month or so. Is he's scoring tries, but he's got so many fucking mistakes in him. It's yeah, not yeah. even funny. He doesn't bend the line on his kick returns. There's a lot of question marks there with him. So hopefully he can have a good game this weekend, keep himself in that. It's against the Dragons for every chance up there on the Gold Coast he can. But just a little spot to watch there. And um, if you are planning on playing him this week, which I know a few people will be eyeing him off against mm. the Dragons as a potential pod, it is Sunday. Just make sure you don't leave yourself short if... Jojo does come in. That's my only worry with that spot. Uh, you've also got Leeming, who's on the bench, the hooker from uh, England that's come over. Um, I had a look at his highlights the other day. I'm not convinced he's going to be all that crash hot. Mm. Um, I think that when you have a look at his highlights and everything, uh, Leeds are willing to let him go. I know the Leeds coach, very, very smart fella. I find it bizarre he's let him go. So I've got my question marks over him. Uh, but we'll <coughs> see how it plays out. Probably more of a draft sort of play there realistically yeah. uh for the dragons no real changes here jack DeBellin on the bench still you'd have to think that he comes in eventually uh jdb i think he played 45 minutes on the weekend scored 41 points so we know he, he's that sort of guy uh knights warriors 6 15 p.m on sunday arvo coming to you from newcastle for the knights tyson gamble out phoenix crossland comes in at 5 8 jack john's at 13 kurt mann on the bench Bit of talk around Jack Johns this week, mate. Played really well last week. Had a great game. Uh, nice little break even there. Kurt Mann back on the bench. Worries me a little bit, but it's not a bad little cash grab. Yeah, look, mate, it's just that he's at 2RF. Give yeah. us a front row forward, Jack Johns. Um, like, he said, 72 points last week with a try. Negative 36 break even, 234K. Good cash incoming, but... He said, Kurt Mann's back on there. He'll lead into minutes at lock. Adam Elliott will be due back in coming weeks. Saifidi coming back through the middle. He's got to do a lot in the next two weeks to make it worthwhile, put it that way. I was talking to someone the other day. that They made a really good point. They said, Jack Johns is definitely Matty's son, but Cooper is definitely Andrew's nephew. Yeah. Which I think <laughs> yeah. is fucking perfect. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, for the Warriors, Toy Harris named at 13. Nia Kore's out, suspended or whatever it is. So Sirenen comes in. Tomato Martin comes in for Volkman. Uh, one thing on their extended bench, DWZ, you'd have to think he comes into this side at some point. Who for? Not mm. sure just yet. Toy Harris, once again, uh, <coughs> I hope he plays. But after a win last week, I'm not convinced he does if he's not 100%. Yeah, in the late game again. Yep. They're playing really well, the Warriors, so they don't need to risk him. You know, if they're battling and losing games and lowering the ladder, it'd be like, oh, we need to get him back in. But they've got so many good forwards, so... It's tough. Yeah. Uh, Monday, cracking game this one. Tigers versus the Eels, 4pm from Homebush. You can also daily double this into the Easter show. That'll be a good time. Tigers, uh, I am not going to go through this entire shit show. Adam Dewey moves to six is the only real relevant thing. Is there anything else... Worth touching on for you? Uh, mate, less said the better. Yeah. Uh, for the Parramatta Eels, might just have a moment of silence. Oh, well, yeah, while you have any moment of silence, I do like a lot of people looking at selling Dewey this week, and rightly so. We we know that 
a lot of questions this week around five eights and who to bring in for Dewey or if you're flipping. I know you're running a combination of Katoa in there with Schuster. Schuster, so like very light on there. Look, I like Dewey at five eight a lot more than I do fullback. Just hands on yep. ball a lot more, does a lot more. So I, I he may not have bottomed out in price just yet, but. He's already lost a fair bit of value, and I just I just don't like anyone to go to. Dylan Brown's on the radar in time, but he's got a big break even. Good Tigers matchup. Could go really well this week, but I'm just going to prioritise elsewhere, and I think I'll just be holding on to Dewey. Yeah, one of the loudest moments of silence I've ever heard, but uh, <laughs> Jermaine Hopgood. Save for that day, mate. Benched, yeah. Tough one. Um, I'll be honest with you, mate. I <laughs> am not as stressed as other people. All the people say, oh, it's because it's Hopgood, you're biased, whatever. Why don't we just wait and see what the role is? Mm. Like he could come on and play sixty minutes. Yeah, well, mate, I'm, he could start. I'm happy to tell you off at any occasion that I can um, and disagree, but I, I do agree in this sense. I think he starts, to be honest, and yep. I'm not saying I'm super confident on that. I just think we saw all last year Ryan Madison was used as an impact forward off the bench, so. Hopgood just seems like the perfect starter when he gets in, does the dirty work, he's got a big motor, can play big minutes, and Matter can come on and do what he did all last year in the season where they made the grand final. So, uh, look, we'll see if there might have been a change in mindset from Brad Arthur away around the way that he wants to use Ryan Madison, but everything I've seen from Hopgood has been fantastic. I think any errors that he's had around a couple of missed tackles here or there or bad offloads. The offload against Manly late in the game was chasing points. The missed tackle on Harry Grant, the poor bugger played 84 minutes in round one, fatigued. I just think he's very, very good. And and I think he'll, even if he's playing 60 to 65 minutes, I think he's a hold. Parramatta played all three major origin weeks. You can have Hopgood there with Junior Bolo out playing there. The other factor is, what is it? He's like, he's priced at 548k. So he's not at like 750 after yep. a few tons and you go, all right, let's cash him in. I don't think he's going to get that much less in value. 45 break even this week. Mm. <laughs> you imagine saying to this bloke, I'm benching you. Yeah. I reckon he's going to come out and go fucking berserk this week. He could play 40 minutes and yeah. score 60 or 70. And, and that's the thing, mate. If he. Let's say he does come off the bench this week and for whatever reason play 30 minutes and gets 30 points he'll drop like 10k and if you really want to you can move him on next week but surely he's worth a watch yeah i'll be sitting and watching for another week without a doubt um <laughs> i think he'll be in my team until after origin yep so so do i i think i'll just hold him there and i mean with the way the modern game's going one hia one injury anything like that he plays huge minutes all of a sudden he's an offloading forward imagine it yeah imagine a dude who in his first like sort of full season in the NRL, started the year with two tons, and that's the biggest issue in your team at the moment. Yeah, hundred percent. Plus, uh, Matto at thirteen, Bryce on the right edge, which is interesting because Sean Lane returns. Wonga Blake has been dropped. Uh, Russell and Dunster come into this side. Bailey Simonson not in it either. I thought, mate, just one interesting thing to note: um, the fellow that came from Canterbury a couple of years ago, Isaac Lume Lume, mm. he's been playing fullback in reserve yeah, grade the last that. few weeks. Um, Obviously, the article came out last week that the Parramatta Hills looking for X-Factor in the fullback role. <coughs> Still trying to work out their centres. Interesting to see Lume Lume move to the wing this week. Dijan Arcee moved to fullback for the Eels. I love... I said Arcee, it's Assey. I love Assey. I've always been a huge fan of You love ass. I, The ass man. Um, <laughs> very interesting move there. Played centre the last few weeks. I wonder if potentially Parramatta could be thinking of maybe making a move there. Oh, I'd be off them if they did. 
this uh, anti-Guffo tirade, if it even does exist and it's not an entirely entire media beat-up, so against it. But I don't think it's a media beat-up. <coughs> There's quotes from Club yeah, and Guffo. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. What the hell? He's so good. Yep. Like, every Raiders fan sitting out there watching Paramount say, ooh, our fullback doesn't have enough X factor. It's like, come on. We don't have a fullback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting note, though. Interesting to watch. Also, Dion Assi. 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 Dion Assi. How versatile is this kid? Boy can play. He's Center, a good halves, fullback. Yeah, played a lot of 5'8 coming through. He's, he can play just about anywhere in the back line, and he's, he's very, very talented. So just want to keep an eye on there, mate. Russell and Dunster, any interest there on these guys? No, they're both a bit awkwardly priced, aren't they? So uh, Russell is at 366k. You know what? 366k, but Paris draw coming up. Where, did Wanga get dropped? Yes, he's playing reserve grade. Hayes Dunst is 234k, so sorry, I take that back. On the wing for the Eels, absolutely. And the best thing about him is if he can win a spot there and have a few good scores, it'll be as Warbrick peaks, Cam Pereira peaks, yep. so whack to whack, that's a big chunk of cash. Is Hayes only CDW? Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that, if he plays next two weeks and scores well, which with, you know, <laughs> Tigers and doggies coming up every <coughs> every chance he can. He could be a great guy in a couple of weeks. Yep, good shout. All right, uh, mate, your deep dive. You're going to talk a little bit about buy planning. Normally when we hear buy planning, we straight away think the state of origin period. Uh, obviously with buys, you know, week to week this uh, this season, you're also going to touch on week to week over the next <coughs> few weeks. And um, you've given me a little bit of an insight to what this is, and I'm very interested. So mm. take her away. <coughs> So deep dive this week is around the the week to week buy buys and what impact that has on Supercoach and I know like because it's the first time in a long time and possibly the first time in Supercoach that we've had to deal with the weekly buy but lots of people said oh, I'm just not going to overthink it I don't need to worry about it too much I'm going to take it as it comes and sit people like that wrong decision Guru who's got two thumbs and was thinking like this. <laughs> This guy. And uh, a lot of these deep dives come off the back of me doing my own planning. Oh, shit, that's note that, note that. So I'll use my example for you. And I currently have Joe Tafney, Stefano Utakamanu in my front row, Davey Moali and Franklin Pele on my bench. Moali doing nothing, minutes probably going to get less and less, Pele injured long term. Regardless, did not want to have to play them in my starting front row forward. Tapani Utakamanu, both doing fine, happy with them, happy to score okay in the meantime and focus, prioritise other positions. Next week, Tigers have the bye, mate. So all of a sudden, Taps is there at front row and I have to play as it stands, Moali or Pele. Not playing Pele because he's not in. Moali, he might not be in the team next week. All of a sudden, need a front rower. At the same time, need Nico Hines in my side. Need to free up cash there. So there's two spots that I need to focus my trades around, which will lead to probably using a boost, I'd say, next week. The week after, Canberra Raiders have the bye. Joe Tapney's on the bye. So Stefano will be back. Same problem. Moali or Pele. And this is where you need just... Not everyone has all week to look at their Super time team and all those hours... Just look at least one week ahead to who has the buy coming up and see how that will impact your team. 
because it's significant. Again, Adam Dewey at five eight. The problem with the Tigers is I've got Uta Kamani there and Dewey, and they're in two of my, I suppose, weaker positions at the moment. Mm. Weaker in that I'll have to play Isaiah Katoa next week when Dewey's out if I choose to keep Dewey, which is okay as a one-week play, but not the best. So you have to look at these things and, and just at least one week ahead, have a look at it, who's on the buy, and I would recommend, if you have a bit more time, have a look at two weeks ahead and who is on the buy. So it's... It's so important. And anyway, yeah, I said, mate, you weren't alone. There, there are a lot of uh, well-credentialed super coach experts out there that just said, I'm not going to look too much into it, but you have to, mate. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, that Stefano situation is going to be very interesting for me. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to handle that or what I'm going to do there. Because who's your second front rower? Welsh. Yeah. Followed by the all-star front row bench <laughs> of... Davy Mawali and Franklin Pelle. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Jeez. I tell you what, when he ran on for Canterbury the other night, if you thought the roar for Josh Reynolds was loud, you should have heard me and Timmy when Frank the Tank came <laughs> yeah. on. Standing O's. How good. He got a couple of metres from a trial. He was about four metres from the trial. And we're like, reach out, Frank. How good. So good. Um, yeah. And then fractured his arm. So yeah. good, uh, good times. Yeah. And like, he punched out 31 and you're like, all right. The, the wheels are starting to turn. We're back. We're good. Yeah. We'll get 50K out of it. No, Physio at Canterbury is not getting paid enough, whatever it is. No. Uh, mate, anything else on your week-to-week buy planning? Something really good for a lot of people to think of. Yeah, not much, mate. Just minimum one week ahead. At bet, like even two weeks ahead, ideally. Just yeah. have a look at it because it is important. And you won't know it until it hits you. And when it hits you, you'll go, oh, shit. Yeah. Rattle stations. Uh, mate. <laughs> We just sort of touched on a little bit, but your front row forward, cheapies and options. Um, obviously, a lot of people are going to be up shit creek without a paddle over the mm. next two weeks. A lot of names here. What are you thinking? Yeah. So, sort of do your, your research during the week and I've got a, a good little routine with all the podcasts during the week and whatnot. And then you find yourself a Tuesday afternoon spending three hours looking at front row forward cheapy options in the next two weeks. Wait till you're in a draft comp, mate, and you spend every yeah. Tuesday night trying to find a front row four that's going to get you 45 fucking yeah. points. Nightmare. Yeah. So this is where it gets interesting and it's pretty depressing. I'm going to go through in all the ones that say sub 400K to plug holes. So there'll be a lot of people in a similar situation to us. Whether it be the week Tappany's out, whether it be next week with Uta Kamanu out, and they don't have three decent front rows and you and all sorts. Who are the options that we can trade in? Now, let's talk about number one, and that's Isaac for Malawi. Low break even, played two games, scored well last game, on the bench for the Titans, front row forward, four forward bench named. Like, what's your take on him? Uh, I, I don't mind him. I I question whether they will bring in this hooker from England as well. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up on the bench. If so, I like him even more. Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you, though. I haven't probably watched as much as Isaac as what I would have liked mm. so far. So I'm probably not the best person to comment. Uh, but I do think he will get good minutes there. I obviously think being the brother of Tino. You think he will get good minutes? I think he'll get half decent minutes. Good enough minutes to make the trade. It's not something I'll be doing personally. But I can understand why people are doing it. Mm. So, okay, so yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I don't mind him because of his price as a cash grab, but as a bloke that <clears throat> if I'm bringing him in, I'm probably going to have to play him for next week and that's then the true. week after. Yep. So that's where the issue comes in. 
Uh, who was next on my list here? Um, so, oh, how, how are we sitting out of the game on Sunday night? It was just the Griffin Neem show, mate. Yeah, it was impressive, wasn't <clears> it? <throat> he was on fire. So, Neem starting the edge this week. We sort of spoke off air about it. We, we think that maybe Mitch Dunn has to play in the edge, doesn't he? Griffin Neem in the middle. Yeah, I can't see that playing out like they've named. So, yeah. 371k, break even two, really good on the weekend. 74 points, 52 in base, 59 minutes. Possibly a little bit inflated, but not necessarily a lot. Jordan McLean out, Hylam Lukey out. James Ruben, Tamo out. James Tamo out, Ruben Cotter comes back. I don't mind him. Like, he's a worker, found four or five tries last season. He's just that bit more awkward price at 370. I wouldn't feel good about it, but... It doesn't feel right, does it? It doesn't feel right, but that's I mean, like, I'm only looking for a front row who can come in, make me a bit of cash and score me, punch out a couple of 45s. Yeah. Um, and he could be the one. The issue is Nanai's back next week. Dunn pushes back into the middle, the middle rotation. Cotter will have more minutes under his belt. First game back from injury, so... Like, I'd, I need name more for next week and the week after as opposed to being this week. Yeah. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I agree with you on all fronts there. And, and if Neem, you know, if he's... Yeah, you, you'll end up with someone else in that front row rotate, like surely one of Cohen Hess or Mitch Dunn or whoever it is moves out of there too. So If the bench stayed as it was with, with Chester there, I'd be like, oh, happy that's days. That's a conversation changer, 100%. I, I, I don't mind the Neem play. I won't be doing it myself. I just... It doesn't feel right <laughs> to me. Um even the bench, mate, like JTB and Riley Price, you're not going to get huge minutes out of those guys either. Uh, he's shown that he can play big minutes, Griffin Name. You said he, he can score a try too. So Won the trust of, of the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I think that's – and I, I think that – I think he's always had the trust of them because last year, like, he had some really good games, did some good things, but fuck me, he's got an error in him. Yeah. And Todd Payton just keeps backing him in. So he, he obviously must like the kid. Um, I, I can understand where you're going with it. It's not going to be for me, but uh, – but I think there's much worse options. Break it. And look, because there's all these front rowers and we anyone in this situation, particularly around Stefano, sorry, mate, voice going, around Stefano, the issue will be more next week. So you, I, you can have a look at them. Most of the time, break even two. He's going to make a bit of cash, but if you're really worried, you can have a look. Yeah. You got your own flu pod coming on just <coughs> quietly. Fluke. It's like it's a piss week version of it. Mate, I'd hate... Uh, we'll get to about half through the season. Won't be able to speak. Uh, next on the list... You're going to hate this. You really are. Cohen Hess. 375k. Averaging 36. Particularly underwhelming this season. But... At he least did kill Apollo Creed. He did kill Apollo Creed. Big tick. The minutes are there, and I don't think they're going anywhere. So he's averaging 67 minutes this season for 36 points. <laughs> break, him, break him 36, which is ordinary. We know he can score a try. I know. We say we know he can score a try. I might be looking back to about five years it's ago. A bit of yeah, it's yeah. A, bit, a bit of stretch. But you know what I mean? Like, he's 375K. The, he could play <laughs> 80 minutes this week and the next couple of weeks. Highland Lukey was hammy, so... Yeah. Maybe he probably has a few more weeks to go overcome it. What are your thoughts there? 
Yeah, I'm not into it. <clears throat> I just <laughs> if uh, trading Griffin name in doesn't feel right, that feels hard. Cohen Hess feels like I've got a sock on for a glove. No, thank you. Um, just on that too, mate. Just something else to add in. Obviously, uh, completely off topic here, but. Um, Cruz Leeming, the hooker from the Titans, has just been added in. I thought there was a chance we might get a real cheapie here. 384k. Oh. So people that thought maybe oh. he could be an option, nah, Gornski. So oh, it's God. it's back to your Sonny Lukes and these guys. Yeah. Sorry, mate, continue with your front row um, forward. Sean Cappy. Uh, look, he's gone up 56k. He's another one that's like... You're not gonna get much money out of him, but he's just—he's getting decent minutes. His work rate's okay. He's basing 38 per game. That's in 42 minutes per game, averaging 40. So he's cheap. He'll do a job. He'll come in. He'll get used 40 to 45. But it's just so little upside to him. Yeah, I mean, in saying that, mate, he's with three games in, he's gone 40, 36, 38, 47. So I. Yeah, I mean, but but in saying that, if you have Sean Kebby, this is exactly who you knew you were getting. Your yeah, one exactly. big advantage is that you have got a jewel, which I think is absolute fucking gold there. Yeah, and like, though next week when people lose Stefano, you could plug him in and go, he'll get me his 40. If you can jag a couple of offloads or something, he might get 50. Yeah. <clears throat> who else you got there? And the last on the list, it's just going through ones that need an injury. <clears throat> and there's blokes like Wiramu Grigg who starts this week and then Tom Arley take over. Uh, Tom Arley, Wiramu Grigg, uh, Tepai Maroa, Leo Thompson, who I think looks unreal at the moment uh, up there for the Newcastle Knights. Josh Kerr, you've got on the list here. Uh, one that I'm not, I'm just not convinced on his minutes, especially with Jack DeBellin mm. coming back. Um, and the last name there, Christian Welsh, mate. Uh, most of us already own Christian Welsh. You don't, which I um, I asked you about before. And I, Jesus Christ, I certainly hit a nerve. <laughs> that you're going to jump across the table and beat the living shit out of me. Oh, you don't own Christian Welsh? <laughs> okay. I hope you know that's exactly what you sound like. I really hope you're aware of that. Um, Wrong again, mate. Christian, he's not that highly owned. 33% of the top 100. Mm. 39% of the top 1,000. 33% of the top 100,000. So, like, solid number, but he, he, he's fallen off the, the radar, I think, for a lot. I haven't seen any chat about him because of the one game against the Titans where he quite weirdly played 33 minutes in that blistering heat up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Outside of that, and, and like, owners would know this, Round one, 67 in 57 minutes. Round two, 51 in 62 minutes. Round four, 55 in 47. Round five, 55 in 47. Pretty much entirely in base. 452K, so you're paying a bit more, but his job security is fine. We know he can offload. He hasn't offloaded in three weeks, so I'm like, it's all work rate. If he can start freeing the arm a little bit, like, I don't love it, but I'm tempted just to... And again, I've got some planning to do around getting Nico in as well because I need to show up my front row a little bit. But it's just getting going one of my front row forward teams, Pele or Moali. Obviously, ideally, Mo, uh, I'd be getting rid of Pele first, but getting rid of one of them two and going to Christian Welch just to show it up. Yeah. Going yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. All right, mate, are you done with your front row forwards? Yeah, all well done, mate. Done with your flu game too? No, that's. It's a bit worked. more of a who game, as in you know, who the fuck <clears throat> is this guy? Flu's what. 
It's not flu. It's just coke. It's just coke a throat. Coke a throat. How good. Um, all right. Gurus trades this week. So start of the week, I was thinking about going really outside also, if the box. They're like just you want to fast forward. What do we two three minutes? Quack 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 quack. What are we, 30-second increments in YouTube when you go fast-forward? So six clicks of a button, we're done. There you go. How good? You're going to be alive for this segment? You're staying with us? I've got three minutes to get. Come good. <laughs> How good. Buttermenthal, reach out. We need yeah. you again. <laughs> Come on, Buttermenthal. Um, all right. So my trades this week. So I want to bring in Hosking. Uh, so I'm having a look at what I do here. I was thinking Bryce Cartwright to Hosking. Then the Jermaine Hopgood thing happened. I thought, oh, I'm Hopgood there. I've settled on Teague Wilton to Hosking. Obviously, has the buy this week. I think Teague's done well. I think we've made our money. He's just missing a lot of tackles, isn't he? Missing a lot of important tackles. So I worry about his job security, which isn't ideal for my draft team. So I'm thinking I will go from Teague to Hosking. Then my other trade, and this is where it gets interesting. Before I get on to that, just on Teague, there'll be a lot of people in the same boat. I think I'll sell as well. No harm in holding. Yep. Averaging 60-odd, largely in base, couple of tries maybe off kicks or whatever, but he's doing fine. It just, again, comes down to being in that 2RF position where there are so many good options. And if he's in any other position, you'd be like, he's not a problem, not, not causing any headaches, but he's missing some tackles. So you just wonder yeah. if he's on the chopping block minutes-wise at some stage. And the one, I guess, the one advantage he's got, I think Wade Graham's due back next week. He is, yeah. But Dale Finucane's out for another two weeks. So he has that, that should lock him in for a spot for the next two weeks to prove himself. But it has been five weeks and he's still missing. And they've got a lot Tackles. of middles. Yes, they've got a heap. So, so they could put... Even if it was for 30 minutes, just to not have him playing fatigued. Yeah. Uh, so that could become a problem. We'll see how it plays out, though. Hopefully he responds to it. Um, now, the other one I was going to do, I, I'm i really happy with my CTWs at the moment. I've got uh, Garrick, Val, Kiraz. I want to add Marshu this week. Oh, that's a strike, CTW. Yeah, my, my thinking with Marshu is that he's playing left... I believe he's going to stay on the left. Um, from what I've read and what I've been told from people at Newcastle, it looks like KP will be back in two weeks' time. Oh, great news. So, Marshy right now with a negative 44 break even, he could become unreachable very quickly. So, for me, I just want to get him in now. And I think that if you don't have him in now, let, let's say that KP comes back in two weeks and then you're trying to get Marshu. People that don't have Nico Hines, people that don't have Nathan Cleary, you're going to have to get them in as well. I just worry and I hope that a lot of people aren't going to be able to get Marshu over the next few mm. weeks. I like the matchup for the Newcastle Knights this weekend at home as well. So so you're thinking Warriors this week, KP back for the Panthers the week after? Or Cowboys I reckon the week after the Panthers. Who is it, the Cowboys? Cows. Yeah, so I, I reckon he's still two weeks away. Might not be, I don't know, but I just... That negative 44 break even, what does he cost at the moment? Like, he's not 581. Yeah, so, like, I reckon that he could be heading into that low sevens by the time KP returns. Oh, uh, absolutely he could. So, yeah. he, he could well, even be higher. Be. He will be. Yeah, and, and if he punches out ton-ton, then he'll be, like, 800. Which I think he quite possibly could this week. So I'm going to bring him in. What I was thinking of doing was actually letting go of Reese Walsh. Now, Walsh has been fantastic. I've made my grab on him. Break even of 40 and people go, what the fuck? Why would you possibly do that? And I, I have lent off it a little bit, but I do think Walsh will be a sell within the next two to three weeks. I think that when you have a look at his stats so far, he has been incredible. There's no doubt about that. I don't know how you feel about this week, but I kind of think that your boys 
might have a bit of a bounce back this week. I think they'll put up a bit of a fight against Brisbane. You have a look at Reese Walsh and his stats. He's played four games, three tries, six tries. He's 15 tackle breaks, three line breaks. Still scoring 80 or 90, which is good. Don't get me wrong, mm. but he has to do a lot to score. And they're now becoming the hunted, I think, Brisbane, as good as they are. I just, I'm starting to think it might be time to move off Walsh in the next week or two. I was going to do it this week, but Alamotti with a 40-point break even. I worked out that if I got rid of Wilton, I could get rid of Alamotti for Marciu. And I'm going to run with that and just take that little bit of extra coin from Reese Walsh over the next few weeks. Absolutely. As you said, break even 42, so should be a little bit more money to be made there. I agree. I think the Raiders will get up for this because they've shown for a few years now that if the back is against the wall, they can get up for games. And even if they don't win, I think the attitude will be a lot better and they'll turn it into a grind and it might just be more of a low scorer. I hope I'm right. But the reality is we're struggling this year and we just got 50 put on us and 40 of it was in one half. So it's still a good matchup for Walsh. Titans the week after... We know what their defence is like. So two more weeks of Walsh. Then it goes into Parramatta, Rabbitohs, Manly, Storm, Panthers. So difficult. So I'm with you. Two more weeks. Even if he goes 90-90 in those next two games, because he'll be like 850, 900K, we're going to get Luttrell and Teddy at like 600K. So that's where people probably won't make the move if he does go whack-whack again. But because he'll be so high, though, and they'd be like, you know what, I'm banking the cash and getting the trail of James Tedesco. So I'm with you. I think from that Eels game, he'll be a sell. However, it's also two more weeks to decide, is this bloke just a keeper that we hold on to? Teddy's at 676k <laughs> with a break heaven of 127. No good. Yeah. So we might even get him for fives. Ugh. Probably will, realistically, I reckon. So uh, that is unreal, uh, and I think that I will be moving from, and I know that Origin's coming up and whatnot, but I spoke to you this morning about it, and I, I sort of mentioned the name um, Clint Gutherson because he's going to be so good during that buy period, but hard to turn down Teddy at that price. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think flip to Latrell slash Teddy, and again, like a lot can change between now and then. We know that, but I'd be happy to go one of them two for four or five weeks and then look to get Gutho in as a my second say fullback option and maybe flip whether it's Teddy Latrell, Turbo, whoever it is through the origin period, whoever's draw doesn't work out well, who looks like they'll get more rest and look to get Gutho for those three major buy rounds. Yep. Love that. All right, mate. Uh, sit V start. We'll fly through this quickly, having a look at our sides. Mine's uh, mine really isn't much to talk about. I, the only guys that I'm not playing are essentially Josh Schuster, that Penrith matchup. I don't love it. I'd probably rather, Although, do I, would I rather play Katara or Josh Schuster? I've got to play one of them. I'm not happy about it. The one I have to play definitely won't be reserving the other one. Uh, my CTWs I'm not going to play this week are all the cheapies. Campiera, Taruva, Warbrick. But that's because I've got Marciu, Kiraz, Garrick and Val Holmes. If you had to play one of your cheapies, Campiera, Taruva, Warbrick, who are you looking at, mate? I think it's Taruva every week, isn't it? <clears throat> Two tries last week for 63. Yes, both off kicks, though. And, mate, he's proven week in, week out that his base stats are immense. He's basing 35 each week. Last week was 25. But it was also a game that they just they put 50 on. So yep. They smashed him. So he didn't need to do his big work rate. So while two tries, I said, we spoke about how when players score tries off kicks, not only are they not getting the line break, but they're also not having... 
don't know if they had the, the two-point run or whatever. No, they wouldn't. Maybe dive on it for one point. Not getting the two-point run and <laughs> they're not getting tackle breaks. Like, yep. if you fall over the line through two players, you get tackle breaks for that as well. It's a bit weird, but you do. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Taruva. I'll be going of my cheap... Said it up to Taruva. The interesting one is Khan Pereira. Yeah. Let's say, let's say he does play. Maybe Jojo gets cut from the squad early, whatever. It's a good matchup against the Dragons on the Gold Coast. Very nice, yeah. Yeah, so look, I, I think I'm going to play Taruva, but I can see why you do that. So I'm sitting Alamotti, Khan Pereira, Warbrick... Sitting Katoa, sitting Tanner Boyd, sitting Josh Schuster. I would not be playing Josh Schuster against the Panthers. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's starting to... Squad's getting a little bit stronger. And if I do pick Christian Welch this week, I would also be sitting Stefano Utakamanu. Yeah, fair shout. I, uh, just on through before we move on as well, I think it's also worth noting that obviously he's got the Samoan Reg Gaznier inside him, Isaac Tunga. So... <laughs> Fuck me. What's he averaging? 68 this season. That's not bad for a CTW. Um, anyway, Jeez, uh, you jinxed him. How many How many he scored for your team? Jeez, you jinxed Fuck, you jinxed him. Jeez. <laughs> Text me at the 30th minute and goes, you'll be able to buy Isaac Tungo back in three weeks for 200K. And then bang, bang, bang. Isaac finally gets some good ball. Look at what happens. Oh. 142. Finally gets some good ball or some shit opposition. Jeez, Mount Rushmore is cleary. Hines, Turbo, oh. Isaac. The yeah. Samoan Reg Gaznia, one of the greats of all time, Isaac Tungo. How good? Oh, why don't you buy him ahead of Margie then? No. <laughs> Fallacy. Will not be happening. Uh, but shout out to Isaac. Great to see. Yeah. And fuck you, Tim Williams. He's um, such a funny one. Like, oh, we won't get too much into it. We've been going for a while. But basing, I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah, basing 37. Like, his base is still there. That was just the first time he got it. I mean, he scored in round two, but... Like his, his base with his attacking upside, I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of, that it's just for whatever reason, maybe Katoni, no, I was going to say Katoni Sars, Katoni Sars doesn't have base. Don't you do. It just doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't happen for him. It did on the weekend though, mate. Good luck. Yeah, I think the more that this team sorts that left edge out and they get they solidify who's going to be out there, I think the better he will get. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um, all right, yeah, so is that sit for starts, mate? Sorted. All sorted. Um, all right, let's get into some questions uh, from Brad Kennedy. Keep or trade? Adam Dewey sort of already touched on this. You had to I, give him a straight answer. I'm holding uh, to give him not a straight answer. I see merit in trading as well. Uh, from at no miss 23, mm. sell or hold Hopgood. We understand why people are selling. I think we're on the hold side for now. Uh, this person also has, has him in drafts, so that's a, that could be a huge kick yeah, in you're the head. You're the draft expert on the panel, mate, obviously. Uh, could be a sneaky little opportunity to try and pick him off of someone that does own. I like See, it. See, I know things. Yeah, the guy, uh, the guy in our draft comp who has him is would be absolute rattle stations right yeah. now. So I think he'll be receiving a few messages. Panicked, and I'd just be going. Whoever owns them in your league, you might just just throw a curly one. Try to get him cheap. Yeah, I'll be out the front window tonight, Mick. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, all right, our next one from Eamon Kennedy: Trade Hopgood or Cardi? Pick one. If you had to trade one of them this week, who would you go for? Cardi. Cardi, the Cardi party? No question, mate. Cardi's done his job, made about 180k. He's peaked. Gone. Tate Johnson, is Marshu worth considering? Feels like a trap, but the negative 44 break even is very tempting. I think that if you can, you should get Big Greg in this week. That's my take on it. Yeah, and it, it depends how you sidestep. Like at the moment, 
I'm happy with the majority of my squad. Front row forward is a problem area, as we've spoken about. But my centres are Garrick, Val Holmes, Toto and Taruba. Very happy with it. So I'm like, I don't need to add Marju. I think it's a great buy. Absolutely, I do. As you met, even now, so that you said Ponga back, hopefully back in two weeks, even better. Warriors this week, another nice matchup. Despite their outstanding form, really leaky on the edges last week in the first half. But it then does go into Penrith, Cowboys, Eels, by. I just think job security still concerns me, mate. Yep. Defensively, he struggles big time. That's no – I'm not an oracle. No, I know. <clears throat> yeah, but that being said, mate, even if he does uh, play this week and score 40 or something, he's still making a ton of cash. More than likely, you're getting yourself a keeper. Yeah. And I think worst case, he makes you cash and you can flip him for 700k. So I think he's fine. Yep. Uh, this one comes from at F Woodcock. Shout out to Dr. Woodcock, who was my year 10 general <laughs> maths teacher as a 16-year-old. Hilarious seeing that on on the team sheet. That was great. Still um, hilarious. Timmy, how does it feel to be a poor man, Steve Irwin? <laughs> oh, take that. I mean, yeah. You tried to insult him. Yeah, but, but like I... I cop Phoenix Crossland pretty often. I've been copping, <laughs> I've, I've been copping Zach Hosking, so I'm like Steve Irwin. I love Phoenix. Feels That's gr- great. Feels great to be a poor man's uh, Steve Irwin. Oh, Phoenix is unreal. Yeah. I love that. I I'm mean, going to be using that. No comments around, buddy. You're getting a bit of a trim around the ears either, so I don't quite have the Phoenix locks at the moment. But <laughs> All right. Um, what have we got next? Uh, Harry GG. Has the Walsh boat sailed? We sort of already touched on this a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's sailed yet, but I think they're they're taking the rope off the dock slowly, in my opinion. Yeah, I would be going for the the pod approach if I didn't own Reese Walsh. I know there's two good matchups to come, but I think I'd be looking to go down the pod route of Latrell Mitchell or Teddy in sort of two weeks. He's very highly owned Walsh for for obvious reason. What do we got him out here? 85% of the top 100, 84% of the top 1,000. Here's a good discrepancy in the ownership. 47% of the top 100,000. So double that just about going into the top 100 and top 500. Yeah, wow. Um, all right, our next one from Ryan Little Guard says, bring in AKP or Marcius. Obviously, Campier, there's a big cash grab there. Pretty fair cash grab on Marshu as well. I think if you're tossing up between those two and you don't have AKP right now, I think Marshu is definitely the one to go for yeah, there. I think Marshu's the man. He'll get the cash. He's a potential keeper. Can't prayer. We spoke about the JoJo Fafita threat. Yeah. Uh, at Dill Elturk, uh, who's been a long-time follower of the show, champion fella. Time to trade Hammer. If so, any cheapy options? So Hammer, a guy that neither of us own. What do you have him? I sold him last week. Sold him last week. Time to move off Hammer. Yeah, break even 50, he's made 160K. More important to that is, and some of these Chiefs, you know, oh, I wish they made 200, 250K or whatever, but the fact that he's been a safe plug and scoring well for 17s each week, that's just as important. So he's done a great job, but I, I do think it is time to move on. In terms of people t- to move on to, any cheapies at CT Dub? It's tough at the moment. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have a quick look, but you, you might need to come back to me, mate. Yeah. Uh, next one from JP Dems. This is an interesting little talking point that I thought was worth throwing in here. Do you think current players check their supercoach score? I know that uh, there was a couple of years ago, there was a player that actually brought up his supercoach score in his negotiations <laughs> for his next contract, which I thought was fucking unreal. Um, I think the other thing that is worth noting is that you know, I've obviously got my younger brother who's uh, coming through SG Ball and all that at the moment, and they obviously know that he's my brother. And a lot of those guys are talking about their super coach sides yes. quite regularly. So it is, it's going to be really interesting in five or 10 years because a lot of these guys are going to come through playing super coach, enjoying it with their mates, bigger now than what it was when we were at school. We, we, we still played, obviously. Um, and I've got mates that went on to play first grade that played a heap of um, um, super coach when they were at school and whatnot. So it will be interesting in a few years' time. I reckon there will be a lot of guys that will be keen super coach players. Yeah, the bloke who, who spoke about his contract negotiations, young Chris Hyington actually went on to get $1.5 million <laughs> the next season <laughs> after dropping his super coach stats back in 2008. Uh, Maxi King... I believe he's one. Uh, mm-hmm. As Drusy was saying, that he was chatting to Maxi King about Supercoach and he plays and loves it. How oh, good. Yeah. No, yeah wonder he's, no wonder he's working his ass off. Yeah, he's going hard he's at it. He's got himself. I'll back that. Um, mate, did you come up with any CTW cheapy options? I, I know there's not many out there to really go to. So, did anything pop out to you? Well, Hayes Dunst is one. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, if you wanted to have a look at him, you could. You could wait. He's done so. Like, Wanga got dropped. Simonson is gone for how long? Uh, well, I'm not sure. I don't know if he gets back in, to be honest with you. I think Hayes Dunster is very playable in 17s the next couple of weeks with Paris draw. Obviously, it's, it's you know, somewhat sight unseen, so a bit of risk there. But, mate, he's bottom dollar. I, I don't mind him. Outside of that, cheapy-wise... Yeah, look, there, there's probably not a lot at the moment. Can, can I build off the back of this question and, and get your take on this? I I am looking at my side, looking at my CTWs, my front row forwards in particular, going, I would give my right nut for a fucking jewel to be able to move around here. Last year we had your Talakai's, your Isaac Tungos, these sort of guys, so it made mm. a lot of versatility, your, your Nico Hines, these sort of fellas. Is it too easy? Is it too early to be nothing for a really good jewel to be so able to get way too it? early, mate. I hate the hate the early enough. Like, I think you hate it too much. No, I don't. Jewel enough suck. You got to remember, there's two extra rounds this season. Mm. COVID's still kicking about, flicking around. There'll be some COVID outs, concussions. Like you get tapped on the ear now, gone. Add in the 11-day policy now where you cut one, you're gone for 11 days and you're guaranteed to miss at least the next game. Viliami Kikau had a cut one at training the other day. He misses two games. Mm. Injuries, origin, buys. Build your squad, mate. I, I just think there's a time and place for nuffs. And as far as I'm concerned, it's not until after origin three. If I can get a good duel, I'll be happy to do it over the next few weeks for sure. I understand where you're coming from and I get it, but I'm, I'm happy to work around it to be able to free up cash to spend elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, you do you. Thank you, mate. I shall. <laughs> we'll talk about it when the week comes. That'll be fun. But, um, yeah, an interesting take. If I was to listen to one of us, I would probably go with the super coach expert <laughs> sitting over there. But uh, I, I, I'm okay with it. I would only do it with one, uh, and I reckon I probably will over the next few weeks. All right, mate, captaincies. Let's, uh, let's take it home for this week. 
What are you looking at here? <laughs> who's, who's jumping out at you? Nathan Cleary. Yeah. It's, it's even more exciting that I think... Oh, shit, I've got ads of stats gone. But so the Manly matchup, I think, could be a really good game of football, but they did just concede 32 points to the Knights. It's the, I believe, the 5.30 game, so hopefully the, the field's nice and dry for that one, which we'll I forecast. But so Cleary... Currently owned, leading into this round's trade, 57% <laughs> of the top 100, 61% of the top 1,000. So, you, you know, you're looking at around about half of people don't own. The opportunity to pod Captain Cleary on a tough round, oh, he's just so safe, mate. I, I, I don't, won't be looking too far past him, I don't think. I think, uh, and I agree, I probably will go Cleary, but I think there are a couple of opportunities here mm. that if you've got a pod guy, it could be a big move. I look at the Roosters, you have got Joey Manu playing fullback in that game. Melbourne haven't been super impressive. If you happen to be one of the few that has Joey Manu. Oh, if you've got Joey... Do you think Joey Manu plays fullback? Yes, I do. You do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's what I would do anyway. Um, will I fall off my chair and be shocked if Suwali's at fullback? No, but mm. I think Manu probably will. I, do, do, do we agree he's the better option at fullback? I think Suwali is. Oh, really? Yep. I, I don't like Manu at fullback because okay. he just doesn't have a passing game because his strength is his running so I just think it stunts all backline movement and I think the way he plays at centre where he roams he essentially plays as a second fullback anyway yeah. and you get the best out of it because he'll have his runs he'll get his penetration his yardage all of that but Suli you can be the slicker player on the end of the backline I like Suli there can he? what? maybe slicker than Manu but his ball playing isn't great let's no, be fucking honest here not great, but I like it more. I, I just think the roaming Joey at centre, you get the second fullback out of him anyway. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, I think some other options there that could be interesting. I mean, the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Bulldogs. Uh, Bulldogs obviously missing so many guys. If you're someone, like someone that hasn't been mentioned in the 5-8 conversation, Cody Walker, he's looked sensational last mm. few weeks. If you happen to have Cody as a pod, maybe a VC, could be a huge gamble. The other one that's going great guns is Campbell Graham. Yeah. He is flying. He's yeah, he's averaging like and these are obviously big pod play captains. I'm not telling you they're. He's averaging like 71. Thing. He's got about 40 in base, 39 in base. If I own Latrell, I'd captain him. I would not captain Latrell at the moment. I don't think he's doing enough for me. I had to because the especially dog. with the way that Cody's playing both sides of the ruck and everything. I think it's mm. sort of taking a little bit yeah. away from Latrell at the moment. Yeah, the reverse effect to last year. Yeah. Um, Cowboys, Dolphins, Val Holmes. A lot of people selling Val. He has done sweet fuck all. I know. He's averaging 60. Yeah. We watched him on the weekend. We were there. We were watching him and no one else. He was doing nothing. 60. Initially, when Drinky was out, we, we sat there and sort of thought, oh, this could be a good opportunity because get a bit more involved, do that roaming a bit more and getting sliding into the back line across the field a little bit more. But they're just so much less silky without Drinky. And, and I think he definitely... Definitely hurt him, so drinking back in the side's good. And, yeah, he's my VC at the moment, Val. How do you feel about a Payne Haas captain this week if you got him? Just a safe 60, 70 points? I think you have to chase the high ceiling players, mate. Yeah. Unless there's, like, a week where there's heaps of rain around and and there's genuinely no good, like, high ceiling options. They'll have tough matchups or whatever. (laughs) I don't. I think they're going to do the damage to the Raiders on the edges through that ball movement through Reese Walsh. A four pack's pretty good. I, like I don't think that. I know there was a couple last week, but I just I don't think the place to target is forwards against the Raiders. Yeah. So yeah. 
Fafita against the Dragons is another little hot option. Sneaky one. Don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. No foreign, but Spy made the point in the potty last night that around Calm Prayer, and I said, oh, does it worry no folds there? I think the week that he had like five line breaks was when Foz went off after about 20 minutes. It's all Fifi. Fifi went nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, Fifi's a pod. One to consider there. And the last one, mate, obviously the Parramatta Eels taking on the Tigers. Uh, I think people are expecting the Parramatta Eels to put on a real score here. I I don't know. We were sort of talking pre-game. The, the Tigers have got to get up at some point. They've got to just show a bit of pride yeah. at some point. The club's a shit show. It's all, it's all all over the place. But you have got players there that, will take pride in their performances. Yep. I just think eventually the Tigers will show something. Could be this game. Dill Brown's a guy that people are targeting. We'll consider him as a captain. You got, I don't think anyone would have your guthos and stuff, but like a Ryan Madison people might bring in. Mm. few options there. Dill Brown's probably the best one out of them. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm with you, mate. I, I think the Tigers have to bounce back. I don't think they're going to win the game. I think they can. I really do. They just, as you said, they're, they're the laughing stock of the game at the moment and they have to get up for this. They beat them in this, this fixture last season. It would have been, they started on five last year. Yeah. So it almost they won this their, game. It was probably their first, yeah, it's probably their first win the season. Big crowd, Easter Monday, great clash. I just think they get up for it. And uh, I'd, it's not to say Dylan Brown isn't a good captaincy option because the, the, the matchup still looks great, but I'll show you they'll get up for it. Heard some news the other, uh, just before we started recording that there might be a, a walkout by Tigers fans. Oh, just sit in your seat for fuck's sake. Relax, just guys. chill out. We all love footy, Support but. your players that are out there. They, they are having a red hot crack. I think they're just surrounded by an absolute shit fight. Yeah, they're that as you said, the players are trying. Yeah. Tough watch for you, Tigers fans, uh, and it could get tougher on Monday. Hopefully, the boys stand up. I, as I said, me and Timmy got a feeling that they won't win, but I think they will. Mm do better this week at least. Um, I guess the other one there, if you like Dill Brown, Sean Lane, is there a world where you could trade in both of them this week? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hadn't really thought about it until just then. but uh, I want to say, geez, you love a combo, don't you? I love a combo. <laughs> Imagine if you had Cleary and Hoskins on your right edge and then you had... Uh, Dill Brown and Lane on the other side. Fuck, it'd be good to watch. Yeah. Uh, look, he's playing... It's his first game out from broken draw. You, you don't know if he's going to come back tentative. Does he play 80 minutes? Like, what happens if he comes back and he plays... He could come back and play off the bench. Yep. What if he plays 50 minutes? I just think it's a wait and watch. Yeah, and you're going with the stack of Kyle Flanagan and Jacob Preston too, so exciting <laughs> times. Oh. Oh, Wapu. Hello. Uh, mate, uh, the Supercoach Playbook podcast dropped... Last night on YouTube and everything, make sure you go follow the Supercoach Playbook on YouTube. Numbers going well? Numbers going really well, mate, for the potty. Website articles going good. So I just need to uh, get in there on social media. I'm still about 2.4 million off your social media followers, but 
there's any guru followers out there that want to jump on and give SC Playbook one a like across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that sort of stuff, be much appreciated. Nice little charity for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it, don't that's you worry. That's good, we'll take it. Uh, guys, thank you for joining us once again on Beers and Break Evens. We will have a little video that's about to play uh, talking about what Mortz was talking about with Blue Wealth Property. We've got April 27th. It is a Thursday, 6.30 p.m. kickoff out there at Homebush, or you can jump on the... Webinar. Webinar was Webinar. a key word I was hoping to get from you there that I didn't, but you can't win them all. Uh, so Blue Wealth Property, guys, the link is in the description if you'd like to sign up. Already a lot of people that have signed up. And uh, without giving away too many details to me, I think that for those that do sign up, could be a little reward coming their way, a potential reward, which yeah. could be a bit of fun. Just get a little quietly. bit excited. Uh, we love an announcement on this show. Yeah. Well, so Every single one from Brainstorm by you, of course, mate, but there, there's a good one coming up. There's a good one coming. There's actually two good ones coming that might involve a little meet and greet mm. one might have a little magic component to it so yeah. that could be a fun little yeah. night out might just go to gilligan's instead yeah we'll we just go to gilligan's be a good time all right guys thank you for joining us on beers and break evens for another week we'll be back 3 p.m next wednesday uh for our show that'll be my last show for a couple of weeks i've got a certain engagement that i've got to go and deal with so i'll be gone for a week or so and uh I think we've got a late call up for someone the week I'm away. We won't reveal the name now, but uh, yes, yes. Speak of big announcements. Big announcements. Yeah, Proper so big dog coming in. Guru wedding. Big dog coming into the studio for beers and break evens. <sighs> Mate, you a little bit worried I won't get the sleep back. I was going to say post honeymoon as well. Firstly, you might not get off that boat on the honeymoon. <laughs> Secondly, I don't know if I want you back. <laughs> I don't know if I want to come back just quietly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exciting. A lot of exciting things coming over the next few weeks, guys. Plenty of announcements. I will now farewell, farewell you for the third time in three <laughs> minutes. Thanks for joining us once again, guys. We'll see you next week. Most of us grew up hearing all about the great Australian dream. The dream of owning our own home on a quarter-acre block in the suburbs. We get told to study hard at school, get a good job, save our money, find a good boy or a good girl to marry, and buy a home to raise our kids. Some of us have decided that that's the way to go. While for many of us, it couldn't be further from the truth. Either way, many of us have decided that our great Australian dream is underpinned by purchasing a home. Most of us have a clear idea of where we want to live, and typically it's more expensive than we had hoped. Even the suburbs a little further out are more expensive than we thought. So we bought the bullet and buy something anyway. We've now spent too much and spend the next couple of decades on the back foot trying to stay ahead of the game. Let's take the example of John and Mary. They want to live in the inner city suburb of Heavensville. And in order to buy a house in that suburb, they need to pay at least $700,000. They decide to move to the inferior neighboring suburb Hellsvale and find a property for $600,000. They use their savings of 90,000 as a deposit and pay the stamp duty and other costs. They take out a 25 year principal and interest loan of 540,000 and it costs them approximately $840 a week. Mary's sister Kate and her husband Peter decide there's a better way. They decide to rent in Heavensville for $550 a week and decide that they will buy a property as an investment somewhere else. They sit down and do their numbers and find out that they can comfortably afford to buy a $450,000 property as an investment. They borrow $405,000 and it turns out that the property costs them only $60 a week to hold. That's right, $60 a week. They're pleasantly surprised and realize that with their borrowing capacity and the minimal holding costs, they can buy two of these properties. 
They're now in a situation where they own $900,000 worth of investment assets, costing them $120 a week, and they're living in their preferred suburb for $550 a week. Their total cost is $670 a week. John and Mary, on the other hand, are living in a suburb they don't want to live in, have $600,000 worth of assets, and it's costing them $840 a week, which is $170 more than Kate and Peter. When both sets of assets double in the coming years, Kate and Peter will have $1.8 million worth of assets, while John and Mary will have $1.2 million worth of assets. So it turns out that in today's world, the great Australian dream may not be what it's cracked up to be. The world has changed and the way we use our money is changing with it. The great Australian dream has now become about lifestyle and smarter decision making. Clearly, Kate and Peter won that contest hands down. If you want to find out what your numbers might look like, contact us today. Your future may be brighter than you think. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 